1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. You can also catch the podcast there along with Apple and, of course, all podcasting platforms. 
because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base for on all podcasting platforms. We're on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. And, of course, our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Legendary sportscaster and uh, media member. Ro Brown will join us on the program this week. That's Thursday with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV at 1 p.m. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. You can also check out Ro on our rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Friday night on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always on our social media platforms, always on the WLAE-TV YouTube page, and always at ericasher.com. On our program today, Ali Cassell will join us, talking about the Pels, evening up the series at 2-2 two to two with the Suns. He's from the Bird Rights. We'll talk Pels with him at 4.35. At 5.35, we'll run the gamut with Larry Holder. We'll talk um, Pels. We'll talk Saints. Uh, we'll talk golf tournament. We'll talk everything with Larry. Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us each and every Monday at 5.35 on the program. We look forward to having him back on the show. Today's program is brought to you by, again, a limited edition, Spirit for you from my good friends over at uh, William Grant. It's Hendrix Neptunia, much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar. Uh, again, it's fast becoming one of the highest selling limited edition spirits in the super premium gin category. Have you tried it yet? We've been talking about it now for almost uh, three weeks. It uh, it debuted in, in late March. It's a year, okay? One year is, uh, is uh, as, as, as uh, this is going to be on the market. Um, and, of course, go out there and get it now. It fits your favorite spirit stores, uh, especially, again, your, your upscale spirit stores. It'll be there. Soon it'll be in, again, your favorite restaurant and bar. But, again, much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar, uh, again, just a big hit with, again, gin drinkers. And those that are not gin drinkers, to be honest with you, notes of coastal freshness balanced with, again, fresh notes of citrus, alluring juniper uh, character, which is lengthened by, again, deep, earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, uh, fresh coastal herbs, and an unmistakable crisp citrus finish. This limited edition Hendrix Gin can be found at your favorite spirit store and is refreshing. Again, perfect for uh, a New Orleans spring and even a New Orleans summer months, right? Perfect time for this to be coming out. Get out there and, again, enjoy a bottle of Hendrix Neptunia. Uh, again, a limited edition, uh, super premium gin uh, that's out there for you right now, ready for you to be able to partake in. All right, a lot to talk about today on, on the program. What a great weekend it was, first of all. Chamber of Commerce-type weekend when you talk about the weather. Had a little bit of, little bit of rain, right? Just, just a quick sh- shower yesterday afternoon, but that was it. Uh, French Quarter Fest drew thousands, okay, thousands, as did the Zurich Classic, uh, and, and the Smoothie King Center was small, was uh, was sold out for Game Three and Four. Uh, the the Pell Sun Series again is turned out to be again a great series so far. You had a national, international television audience that got to see the city that was festive once again. Uh, the Goodyear Blimp was in town, showing again the sights and sounds of New Orleans, you know, flying over the French Quarter Fest, flying over again the Smoothie King Center as, as people were again getting ready to get into that building for games three on Friday, game four on Sunday. And then, then of course, the golf tournament for which it was, it was down here designated to be able to cover, right? Um, look, it, it's just it, it's a building block for the city. 
for the ability to be able to come back and come back strong when it comes to our hospitality industry. How, you know, it's it's going to help us as a future tourist destination. I say it all the time. You know, sports drives the, 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 the economy here in, in a lot of ways because, of, again, the free publicity that we get. Uh, publicity, again, with these major events that come to town, uh, even, again, having a Pelicans or a Saints game. And, of course, that now being beamed around the world, whether it's on, 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 on digital platforms or, again, over, over the airwaves on television or radio. And it gives people a little bit of a taste of New Orleans. And, you know, how many times are you watching a commercial on TV and you're thinking to yourself, man, I haven't been to that town in a long time. Or, you know, I've always wanted to go there. Well, that's kind of the same thing here in New Orleans. People see, you know, see again the festive uh, atmosphere here, the great food, the ambiance, the people, etc. Word of mouth, maybe they heard about New Orleans, always wanted to be there. And maybe now as they're starting to think about in a, in a post-pandemic world, going back out for a vacation, New Orleans comes top of mind. So these uh, individual sporting events... Uh, again, help drive the economy when it, come, when it comes to our, our tourist economy. And, and believe me, uh, we, we need all the help we can get right now, you know, pulling out of, again, a, a two years of hiatus when it comes to a pandemic. Of course, this week is the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. We'll tell you more about that as we go forward on today's program. Look, we didn't have a mass shooting this weekend, which is a, which is a plus, right? We had some tragedies, no doubt about it. The three children, again, that drowned in the Mississippi River is a tragedy. Anytime anyone gets shot and killed in our city, it's a tragedy. Carjacked, go right down the line. But we didn't have, again, the headline mass shooting that we've been, we normally have been accustomed to coming off a weekend in the summer on the, on the late spring here in New Orleans. So that's always a plus for our city. But now first to the Pels, who, again, on Friday night got beat 114-111. to 111. It was a Hall of Fame performance by, by Chris Paul. CB3 was incredible. He was a maestro, okay? Uh, orchestrating in the wind, using the Suns' bigs, what, the Aiton and, and, and McGee uh, again. And then, of course, in, in crunch time in the fourth quarter, he poured in 19 points. He had 28 points on, on the game, 14 uh, uh, assists overall. And, again, he just toyed with the Pels throughout, throughout that game. Uh, and, and they had no answer, no answer. It got me to the point where, again, I was saying, okay, how are they going to deal with him? How are they going to cover him? And what are they going to do to adjust for game four? But I tell you what, I had no doubt that they would rebound in game four. If you go look at my social media uh, timeline, you'll see I predicted that yesterday afternoon. I I knew they were winning game four. Based off, again, what I have seen from this coaching staff, okay, based on what what I've seen in this team. I I said on social media, Green and his underrated coaching staff will adjust, and they did. This team has a high basketball IQ. That's another part of it, okay? They'll make the necessary changes, and they did. And the first thing that they did was, again, they took care of, of Chris Paul, who, again, may not have built the, the New Orleans Arena or the Smoothie King Center, but, again, he owns it and has owned it all the way up until game four. Um, he seemed unbothered by Jones and, and Alvarado and McCollum in, 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 in the first, four, first three games. But in game four, it took its toll. CP3 wore down. Um, in games one, two, and three, I kept saying, what? Jones is too big. Alvarado is too small. Uh, CG McCollum can't stay in front of CP3, and it was a nightmare matchup for the Pelicans. Who, who are they going to get to match up against CP3? Okay? But the attrition over again the series so far with the size of Jones, the quickness and, and tenacity of Alvarado wore CP3 down. We saw it. We saw it in this game, literally getting worn down, okay? The Pelicans adjusted by, again, defending the, the, the Sun centers. And then the Suns became a jump-shooting team, right, after dominating the paint, especially in that, in that game three win. 
So kudos, first of all, kudos to this team, kudos to the coaching staff. Because I'm going to say right now, it's great to see a team adjust on the fly and buy into a coaching staff's game plan. To have a game plan and adjustments that work, okay, that's one thing. But we've gone a long time in this town when it comes to NBA basketball and seeing a staff that can coach, strategize, and then a team that's smart enough, okay, or has the buy-in with, with, with the coaching staff to do what the, coaching is, the coaches are asking. It didn't happen with Van Gundy. It didn't happen with Gentry. I think you've got to go back to Monty Williams, and I mean this. I mean, even though, again, there was a nice run with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday with, with, with Gentry, you know, you didn't – Gentry it was almost, again, with Miras. You didn't, you didn't get the adjustments from game to game. You didn't get the in-game adjustments that we're seeing. I think you've got to go back to Monty Williams, his time in New Orleans, with, again, the type of adjustments we're seeing and the type of, again, in-game coaching adjustments we're seeing. And then the buy-in from the players that are buying into, again, what the, what the coach is selling. Um, it is, it, again, it's been, been really, really great to be able to watch uh, this, the maturation of this team since – one and twelve to three and sixteen to now, it, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Okay, so again, a lot of that has to do with again a great coaching staff, which is underrated. I've talked about it. Everybody wants to talk about Mike D'Antoni. He's a consultant. Name me the coaches on the staff. You might know might know Teaspoon, right? Name name some others. I mean, again, most people it's unknown. I mean, it's not it's not it's not it's not your everyday. You look at the at the at the sidelines and go, oh, I know who that is. That guy used to coach there. Well, that was a former head coach there. But it's a smart staff, and you see it. You see the adjustments that are being made on the fly. You see the adjustments from game to game, and then you see the, the buy-in from the team that are doing exactly what the coaches are asking them to do. And you don't always get that in the NBA. Maybe on the collegiate level you get it, but you don't really get it on the NBA. And you're seeing this now here in New Orleans. The, the Pels have proven, again, that in this series, the number one seed is not too big for them. And they belong. And a lot of people, again, didn't think that. Look, I was thinking maybe they win two games. Maybe they win two games. And they've won two games. But, again, when you look at the loss of Booker on, 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 on how, again, how this has affected them, uh, it, it's affected them. But I will say this. It's, it, it is the same situation with Zion here in New Orleans. And it's almost a wash. You're looking at two top players that if they were on the floor – uh, they would be making a, a big difference in, again, how this game was going to be played. Okay, the adjustments would have to be made in a lot of cases based on what they're doing. A healthy Zion and a healthy Booker. You don't have them. So both teams are suffering there as well. But this series now is tied at two. And the Pelicans can make it a seven-game series, in my opinion. Okay, I think it's wide open uh, at this point. Okay, and, and I think the one thing that we walk away from this after four games in this series is the moment's not too big for this team. And that's saying a lot when you're talking about the inexperience when it comes to, to playoffs and how quickly they've had to adjust. Now to, again, the, the fans in the Smoothie King Center. Look, some of them are jumping on the bandwagon. It's funny, when, you, when, when, they, when they pan out, for on, on, and I watch both broadcasts. I watch the original broadcast with, again, the home team, with uh, Antonio Daniels, uh, who I think uh, is, is, is one of the best out there in, in terms of, again, breaking a game down. Uh, you know, Joel Meyer, his, his pipes are golden. Uh, we are so lucky to have him as a play-by-play guy on TV here in New Orleans. Both those guys do an incredible job. And I, and I said it last night on social media, as a tandem, they're the be- they're, in my opinion, they're the best team 
uh, uh, tandem in terms of, again, broadcast team on, on TV of, of all the, the, the other 30 teams, the other 29 teams uh, in, in, in the league. But that's my opinion. But when you see the, uh, the, the camera pan on, on, on the faces of, of individuals that were in the stands now, a lot of those individuals, have, you haven't seen them at games before, right? This is, again, a byproduct of, again, a winning team jumping on the bandwagon. And you know what? There's plenty of room. I'm fine with it. But let me say this. Friday night, it was tough. There should have been more of a home court advantage for the Pelicans, and there wasn't, okay? You had a 45-minute delay because of a suspicious package uh, at the Heat's game, uh, a Heat-Hawks game uh, on Friday night in Atlanta. And it hurt the Pels in terms of home court advantage. You know, the crowd reminded me of, again, a Saints night game. Where, where, again, the, the fans party too hard, you know, tailgating before the game and then can't sustain the noise, can't sustain the energy through four quarters of an NFL game, especially if the Saints are not playing well. Uh, French Quarter Fest, we had the, the golf tournament, and then the 45-minute game delay. It started about 9.15, and I thought the crowd was either too drunk or hung over to sustain the energy for four quarters. And I thought that CP3, the Suns and uh, Bigs, dominated the Pelicans and took advantage of it. Took advantage of, again, maybe the crowd being a little bit dampened, okay? Um, calls weren't going their way either, even on, on the home court. Um, and then, of course, we had the, the Hayes dumb foul that got him ejected, you know, against, against the Sun, when that would really, uh, with Crowder, and then ended up hurting the Pels because it gave them one less uh, uh, big body to be able to deal with the Sun's big men inside, okay? And, you know, uh, so... That, that, to me, again, was, was one of the turning points in that game. But the crowd wasn't ready. The crowd wasn't ready. But let me say this. On Sunday, lesson learned. Lesson learned. That crowd was electric, much like in game two, okay, uh, for four quarters. And, and, and they willed the Pelicans to win, okay? Some plays stick out to me. First of all, Herb Jones again. I mean, just where would this team be without Herb Jones? Where would they be without the three rookies? I mean, there's no way they are where they are right on them. Herb Jones, not one but two, blocked three-point shots. Getting the ball out of the air in flight, blocking two three-point shots, which is incredible to see how high he got up in the air and the athleticism. And then, of course, his defense on CB3 was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just leaning on him, making him have to work for every every single play, every single dribble. Alvarado standing up to CB3, which, again, was, was, you know, you know, CB3 kind of, you know, disrespected him a little bit uh, in game three. Uh, you know, and even in game two, kind of like, you know, he's like a fly. He's like, you know, he's, you know, he's more of a nuisance than anything else. Uh, he stuck with him. And then, of course, getting in the face of Crowder and then putting his fingers together saying all he does is talk, which is true, obviously. Then, then you got to play the, the, the play of the big three. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Valanciunas now, again, with a double-double. He really rebounded after really you know, disappearing in game three when they really needed him uh, against the bigs of, um, of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the Suns. And then, and then also, C.J. McCollum, who has the knack the, the, uh, to be able to figure out where he needs to, what he needs to do to, to will his team to win. And, and again, giving up, um, you know, opportunities to shoot the basketball, realizing again that Brandon Ingram was so hot, getting the ball into Valanciunas because he was going to, again, attack the basket. I give him, I give him a lot of uh, credit uh, to be able to give up his game, to be able, again, to acquiesce to help other players on the court. And then the play of Larry Nance, 
who was everywhere. Right place, right time, over and over again. I don't know where they've been without Larry Nance over the last few games. Look, a total team win, though, in game four. And then I had to give a credit to, again, the, uh, the, the Smoothie King crowd, uh, the Smoothie Cream Center crowd, that, again, they need to take a bow because uh, I thought that, uh, again, they, they came with the energy they didn't have in, in game three on Friday night. Now, this Pell team, to, to me, uh, they know they can play with this number one seed in the West. I mean, that's, that's the key here. It's now a best of three, okay? The Pels have won on the Suns' floor. Now it's about adjustments and execution for the next three for the Pelicans in, in order to be able to, again, do I dare say, win this series? It's anybody's series right now. It's 2-2. Can't tell me the Pels cannot play with the Phoenix Suns. They have been playing with them since game one. So no matter how this series ends, let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, it's all Lanyap. Doesn't matter. I said this to someone on social media yesterday. Doesn't matter if they win the series or not. It'd be great if they do. But every single game right now is an opportunity to get experience that's going to catapult them the next season and beyond. And that's what this is about. Okay? They play with house money right now. Nobody expects them to win this series. Nobody expects them to have, have this series tied at two. Most people had it as a sweep, maybe winning one game. So you look at that. That's got, I mean... That's, that, that, this is something that, again, that is going to help this team going forward. Again, much like we saw with the Suns, much like we saw with the Grizzlies before they take that next step. This is a stepping stone type deal. If they win, huh, it's all Lanyard. You're going into a second series, no matter what happens. As far as Monty Williams last night and his comments to, to the um, media about the officiating, uh, you know, uh, setting up the refs for games five, because that's what that was. Uh, you know what? The, the, the stats don't prove it out. You know, he's, he's, in, he's, he's really kind of, he's bitching about the fouls, and, 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 and be, but he really, really should be, as again, talking to his team about being a jump-shooting team. His team, since Booker has gone out, has become a jump-shooting team. With the exception of Game 3, where, again, they fed the Rock inside to their centers, CP3 getting it inside, and, of course, McGee and also uh, Aiton really dominating inside. They didn't want to play in the paint yesterday. Game 1. Suns had 23 fouls. Pelicans had 18 in a Phoenix in, in, in a Phoenix win. Okay, game two. Pelicans had 20 fouls. Suns had 18 uh, in, in in a Pelicans win. Both of those games in Phoenix. Game three. Pel- Pels had 28 fouls. Suns had tw- Suns had 21 in, in a loss in New Orleans. And then of course last night the biggest discrepancy. The, the Suns had 28 fouls. The Pelicans had 16 in a New Orleans win. But if you look at the game chart, if you look at the shot chart, look where the, look where the Suns were shooting. The Suns were not being aggressive going into the paint. It, if Monty's got a problem with the officiating, again, he better turn it around and look at his own team. His own team is not being aggressive because of the, 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 the defensive uh, uh, strategy of the New Orleans Pelicans. So, look. I'm not buying into any of, of, again, what Monty was selling last night. Even though, again, he's a great guy. I love him as a coach. He, he, again, the, 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 the Benson ownership group made a mistake in staying with uh, Del, Del Demps and letting Monty go. Look, water under the bridge, right? But at this point, again, he's trying to bait these officials. You got Crowder, who, again, is constantly, again, baiting officials, right? Uh, flopping, this, that, the other. I mean, again, look, he's the consummate um, pro when it comes to that. You know, again, he knows trying to, give, trying to do something for his team to get his team energized. But believe me, if I'm looking at just the calls and, and the iffy calls, 
Most of those iffy calls have gone Phoenix's way, not to fail the way of the Pelicans. In a lot of cases, again, it has you scratch your head when you look at all four games and you, you look at the fouls. Yes, they even out by the end of the end of the game, but when it's when it really means something, in a lot of cases, at least from this, from my eyes, watching the game twice, okay, watching it on, on network TV and watching it on again Pell's television, where there are two different uh, uh, two different um, definitions of what's going on in terms of again the eyes of again the play by play and the color guys uh, that are, that are covering those those teams. My eye tells me, again, that the Phoenix Suns are, are getting the benefit of the doubt here and that Monty's got no room to bitch. If he's got a problem, your problem is with your own team. Tell him to get aggressive. Tell him to play in the paint. That's what got him a win in game three. So we'll see how it plays out. But, again, a fantastic weekend for the city. I'll jump into the Zurich Classic in, in, in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk a little bit more about the Breakers who are undefeated, 2-0. Uh, and We'll also, again, talk about the Saints. This is draft week. And, of course, what happened at the LSU spring game, all that coming up in hour number two. Uh, but, again, had to start off with the Pels today, as, again, we've always done. Now, let me say this right now. A lot of, lot of, lot of individuals on the airwaves in New Orleans that, that are talking Pels basketball right now. Anybody that's listening to this program for any length of time, going back to, again for years and years and years for my two decades on the radio, know that, again, I've always talked NBA in this town. Again, from the toughest times with the Hornets and Pelicans to, again, the best of times. So this is nothing new on this program about, again, talking Pell's basketball. And those that listen to this program on an ongoing basis know it, okay? Um, this is the league leaguer, well, the league leader in, in terms of, again, Pelicans talk. There's no doubt about it. Now, again, other stations can talk Pelicans because, again, they may be the, the flagship of the Pelicans. And, look, it is what it is. But, you, again, you're, you're getting it here every single day, and you have – since, again, NBA basketball back, came back to New Orleans in 2002, again, which, again, coincided with us jumping on the radio 20 years ago. So uh, I'll always talk NBA basketball here. It's just, again, it's great. Instead of talking about what could happen, what we need to happen, what changes need to be made, how can we get to a point where, again, you have sustainable winning, that, again, you are looking at this now and you're saying to yourself, this is a situation where now that it looks like sustainable winning. This is a franchise that is on the cusp of something special. No matter what happens with this series, no matter what happens this season, it's all lanyap right now. You're playing with house money. So, again, we'll continue to be able to cover that along with, again, the, what's going on here in the city as well as what's going on in the rest of our sports teams. All right, don't forget, today's program is brought to you by Nep- uh, Hendrix Neptunia. Uh, and if you haven't tried it, I, I really ask you to go out and grab a bottle. Uh, you know, head up to your favorite spirit store. Get a little taste, okay? Maybe again, um, uh, yeah, maybe get head to your favorite bar. Um, much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar, again, it's, it's a limited edition Hendrix Gin that's only going to be around for 12 months, only going to be around for one year. And when it's gone, it's gone. So get out there and enjoy again a bottle of uh, Hendrix Demptunia. Uh, again, one, uh, it's in the super premium gin category, and it is a fantastic product, uh, especially for the spring and summer months. It's out of sight. Get out there and grab yourself a bottle. Don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. That's right. It is Jazz Fest week. Everything getting starting on, started on this Friday, and uh, we invite you to get out there and um, enjoy the festivities. Why not, right? After coming off a great French Quarter Fest, uh, the food, absolutely fantastic. Also, Again, the Watson Crafts, second to none. And then let's get into the lineup. Again, uh, you're talking about uh, Stevie Nicks, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lionel Richie, Luke Combs, Jimmy Buffett, Erica Badu, Willie Nelson, The Who, The Black Crows, Charlie Wilson, Lauren Daigle, Nora Jones, Nelly Mays featuring Frankie Beverly, Trombone Shorty, Billy Strings, Buddy Guy's going to be in the house. Always good to have Buddy Guy back in the city. Ludacris, Cool and the Gang, The Meters, Randy Newman, Galactic, Boss Gags, The Revivalist, Jose Feliciano, Elvis Costello, Dumpster Funk, Cyril Neville, Kermit Ruffins, The Soul Rebels, Buster Rhymes, also the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, Irma Thomas, the uh, Soul Queen of New Orleans, uh, Bonarama, uh, Terrence Blanchard, Ziggy Marley, Ricky Lee Jones, Samantha Fish, and so much more. If you love good music, if you love, again, the great vibe of the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, get out there and get your tickets down. It's the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival brought to you by Shell. Two great weekends of fantastic food, course music, the ambiance, and arts and crafts. It's out at the fairgrounds, April 29th through May 8th. Get out and get your tickets today. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system? Man, it's getting hot out there. Walked out the door today. I'm like, ooh, summer's on its way. It's, and, of course, we'll be, in the, we'll be in the mid-80s throughout the rest of the week, even for, again, Jazz Fest this weekend. So if your AC breaks down, think Burkhardt. You might want to get ahead of the game, though. If you haven't had your, your uh, system serviced by a professional, let Burkhardt come out and service your unit, doing only the work that's necessary, do the preventive maintenance to keep your system working throughout the hot summer months. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Authorized to service all brands. Authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. acpromise.com. ACPromise.com. Coming up next, I'll think sell the bird rights. We talk in Pels. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high-rise. And look out for delays on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway from just before Chapatulas to the Claiborne Earhart exit. And look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. And look out for delays along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for accidents, Chef at Stemway Drive, also Earhart at South Prier, and Magazine at 9th. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. 
Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Get out there and buy a bottle of this special edition, limited edition Hendrix Gin. Uh, it's in favorite, your favorite spirit store. Should be your favorite bar very, very soon. This limited edition spirit is only available for 12 months. Uh, part of, again, um, what uh, Hendrix does in terms of developing brand new spirits for you. Uh, again, the launch was in, uh, was in late March. We're going to be, again, 12 months on this limited release. Get out there and, again, enjoy a bottle of Hendrix Neptunia gin. All right. Uh, Larry Holder will join us at 535. We'll talk to Saints with him. But let's, uh, let's stay with the Pelicans as we have in this first, um, uh, first uh, block of the program today. Our good friend Alec Assel, the Bird Rights, joins us on the program. He was there for the game three. He was there for game four. Ali, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. How can you not, right? Especially oh, all fans of the Pelicans. I agree. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that when you see the um, when you see the uh, camera panning on the fans in the stands, and if you've watched every game this year, if you're someone that does a season ticket holder and you go to games, or you're a media member, so you got to be there. You're covering the team. You're there every every single night. 
a lot of new faces in that in that arena right now. And to me, I, you know what? I'm happy because the bandwagon is, is, is open and ready for as many fans that want to jump on. Although I did mention that Friday night, it seemed like, again, a, a, a Saints crowd for a late game on, you know, a Sunday or Monday night game where they've been partying and tailgating all, game, all, all day long. And then when things don't exactly go the way of the home team, they become deflated and can't keep the energy up. Thought they were either too drunk or hung over, especially after the 45-minute delay, to really keep the energy going in, in game three. But I'm telling you what, game four, they came ready, and, and they willed this team to win. No matter what, uh, you and I have talked about it. This is this is Lanyap. This is playing with house money. Okay, how many people thought this this series would be tied at two, and now it's best of three for a chance to be able to advance? This is again just a, if you love NBA basketball and you're just figuring out how, again about this team. This is a team again that that has shown tenacity, and 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 you know again to me. I, I never doubted them in Game Four. I said it going into the game. They're going to win Game Four based on again the. Uh, ability to be able to adjust with their coaching staff, the high IQ of the, of the, the players to, to, again, institute those, those changes. And just, again, they never quit. And, and, Ali, you've seen this not just, again, in games, but you've watched this in practice as well. They've come a long way from 1-12 and 12 and 316. Well, they certainly have. They keep putting new feathers in their cap. You keep wondering, honestly, because the regular season-wide culminated and, and there was improvement just about in every month. You didn't foresee this. At least I certainly didn't. Look, the C.J. McCollum trade, without a doubt, added another star next to Brandon Ingram, and now it's allowing him to shine even more. The rookies keep gaining more experience. The team is playing better collectively as a whole, as a unit out there. But like I said, they didn't go on those, like in 2018, there was no 10-game winning streak this season. There wasn't anything that indicated, look, this team has really come together, and they're going to go on a nice little tear in the postseason. So... Here we are, and like I said, they keep somehow overcoming odds. Grand, they've had a few things work out their way, right? No Paul George in that playing game against the Clippers. Devin Booker now has missed a couple of games, but those are excuses. Pelicans, of course, have never had Zion Williamson this entire season. They've had to overcome a lot of other injuries. Brandon Ingram missed practically what was a little over a quarter of the season. And now they're playing their best ball, so you're right, Eric. I'm glad you called game four. I certainly didn't. I wasn't sure what to expect. Because, look, Chris Paul's been playing lights out. For him to come out and just score four points, go two of eight shooting, post one of his worst playoff games of his career, the Suns continue to miss as much as they have from three-point range. I mean, those are things that are honestly hard to predict. But I'll tell you what, I will take it. And you know what, New Orleans, they're playing with such a new, I don't want to say tenacity because they've been playing with fire, but there's a new confidence with this team. that I think they really, truly believe they can beat the Suns in this series. I do too. I mean, I mean, I think at this point they've proven that they can play with them. Uh, they had problems, obviously, with the center position in Game Three. They adjusted. Um, I didn't think that the the attrition of having Jones and, and Alvarado and CJ McCollum would wear Chris Paul down, but it has. Um, and uh, they seemed again be able to adjust on the fly and and getting better every single game. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean, that, again, they're going to go in and they're going to win two of the next three. But, I mean, I'm telling you right now, you look at it, if I'm, this, if I'm sitting in that, in that locker room, I'm feeling i got just as much of a chance to win as they do. Because, again, uh, these, these have been very, very tough contests pretty much all the way to the end. Absolutely. There's only been a few constants 
Um, Brandon Ingram, he's looked like a superstar, especially in these last three games, right? Uh, scoring over 30 points in each game. But what, what I've really noticed is, number one, it was so big for Jonas Valanciunas to find his game, for the Pelicans to really, you know, play to their strength that we saw all regular season, which is, of course, dominate the paint, score a lot of points in there just to bang, and, of course, get to the free-throw line. So they did a great job of getting Jonas going early, and he kept that out throughout. And uh, in both of the Pelicans' wins in this series so far, they've lo- even though they've lost the points in the paint battle, it's only been by a margin of two points in each game. When they lost games one and three, they lost the- that battle in the paint by an average of 19 points. So it goes to show they've got to play to their strength, and they certainly did last night. But the other thing that really stood out to me, besides, of course, Chris Paul getting shut down, was how he was shut down. Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado are playing mm-hmm. like veterans. You know, I'm, I don't even want to call those guys rookies anymore because they seemingly have taken everything that they've learned just over the course of these four games, and we saw it last night. The Suns couldn't get in their heads. In fact, the Pelicans, these young guys, were getting in the Suns' heads, particularly Chris Paul. You know, that eight-second call Jose Alvarado forced was seemingly the start of it, and then it, it just continued from there. By the end, you know, Chris Paul is, you know, swinging his arm wildly at Herb Jones going by him for a score. You know, you could just see that these sons lost their composure, which is amazing to say considering what we've seen, you know, in the pre- previous three games, culminating with, of course, Jackson Hayes getting ejected because Jake Crowder played, you know, those mind games and flopped his way into that. Now it seems like the Pelicans, in just one game, Eric, have learned how to deal with that and now give the sons a taste of their own medicine. So, yeah, on top of the confidence, it's seeming like they, they know how to play playoff basketball, and that's crazy to say. Brandon Ingram has never been in the playoff series. Eleven of these guys total on the roster haven't, and now they're playing great playoff basketball. It's amazing. I, I agree with everything you said, and and again, you got to give you got to really tip your cap to um, Brandon Ingram. Again, you no know, understanding he's got to be able to score, but also facilitating. Uh, again, I, look, I like what they did in, in really pounding the ball into to Valanciunas in game four. That They, they have to do that. You cannot allow, the, again, the centers for for the uh, the Suns to have free reign in the in, in the paint. You know, they, they've, they've got to play some defense, and you've got to get them in foul trouble. And, and I, I thought they did that. I thought Jackson Hayes really let his team down. You know, again, uh, that was a, you know, wind-up, you know, body block on, on – um, on Crowder, Crowder got in his head, and it hurt him because they needed his size. Okay, you could say well, he's only played a few minutes here and there. They needed his size, and again, it wasn't there for them. Um, but um, I thought they rebounded well. I mean, I'm talking about when I mean rebound. I thought they rebounded in, term, in terms of again from game three to game four. And and the thing about it is though, and I want you to think about this, Ali. I, I think it might go back to 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 uh, to Monty Williams. I said this to the audience earlier that. You know, a team that adjusts on the fly, a team that has a high basketball IQ to take those adjustments and take them, go on the floor and execute those adjustments. Uh, I don't think we saw that consistently with, with Alvin Gentry. We did not see that with Van Gundy at all. They ignored Van Gundy. Okay, but we're seeing it now with Willie Green and his staff adjusting on the fly, making the right uh, the right moves. And again, this team's smart enough to be able to carry that and execute those on the floor. Without a doubt. Just take, for instance, several things we saw in this game for Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones did a much better staying connected to Chris Paul, figuring out how to frustrate him without picking up fouls. Then, of course, there was Jonas Valanciunas. Part of the reason he got going was, of course, I think it was just he was due, right? He, he's a great center, an offensive center in this league. He can score, 
And those first three games were an aberration. But on top of that, I think Willie Green uh, changing up his minutes in terms of when he was going to get his first rest really helped the honest because he got taken out on say with about five minutes left in the first quarter. Normally he plays throughout most of that first quarter. Thereby, when he came back in, he played a lot more minutes up against the backup center for the Suns, JaVale McGee, who has been honestly terrorizing the Pelicans. But Valanciunas can definitely deal with the size of McGee better than Aiton. And I think that really helped him really cement and having a really good game. So that was an adjustment by the coaching staff. Then, of course, just look at the third, third quarters almost all season long. Really, outside of the past or the first, what, six to eight weeks of the season, the Pelicans have been, I think, the best team in the third quarters. And it's proven true in this playoffs. They have handily destroyed the Suns in each game coming out of halftime. And last night, they won the third quarter by 12 points. That speaks volumes to what the coaching staff is able to accomplish at, at halftime in that locker room on getting guys focused on particular tasks and then executing that game plan out of the locker room in the second half. And, yeah, all the credit goes to Willie Green. He's really done a magnificent job in his first season. Players, of course, deserve their, their, you know, their light uh, or their limelight as well. But, look, th- th- this team, the way it's grown, this coaching staff, the way it's grown, seeing how it started, it, it really is just astounding, Eric. You don't see this mm-hmm. in the NBA, and I've been watching since the mid-'80s. This is such a rare thing that the Pelicans are accomplishing right now on the way they've come together and now how it's resulting yes. in so much success. I'm with you. And, look, I think you made a great point about, about third quarters. I mean, how many times have we been on this program and lamented the fact this team can't get out of its way in the third quarter? You know, they'll play well, they'll play better in the second quarter, third quarter they lose the game. They can't they they they, they can't um, uh, come back because again they put themselves in such a deep hole in the third quarter. You're not seeing that with this team. Um, every it seems like the boxes that were unchecked in previous teams are being checked by this team in such a short period of time. Again, really, again, look before the McCollum trade, but maybe enhanced since the McCollum trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. During the Alvin Gentry era, third quarters were very woeful. And look, the mark of all these good teams is that actually the third quarter is probably the most important. What you want to do, of course, is finish out quarters well. But you really want to put your stamp on in that third quarter to go ahead and get that victory. And the Pelicans have never been that team until this season. So without a doubt to me, that screams the mentality of the coaching staff on what's been established inside that locker room. Suddenly these guys are playing more focused basketball than I've ever seen. They're playing the smartest basketball I've ever seen. Going back to when Chris Paul, you can say, was in New Orleans mm-hmm. uniform. And a lot right. of that has to do, of course, with the players, right? These are smart guys. I mean, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarez, I don't need to tell people. They know that. Brandon Ingram's grown leaps and bounds. Adding C.J. McCollum instantly elevated his team. But again, to have everybody on that same page, that, that all that credit goes to the coaching staff. So, yeah, Eric, we're seeing something that's very special that we've yes. rarely ever seen here in New Orleans. I agree. Talk about Larry Nance Jr., too, what he's brought to this team. Yeah. He, he's a perfect glue guy. That was one thing I remember talking about consistently. That's something I always knew about Larry was that yep. he's honestly very much in the same mold as Josh Hart in that respect where he's going to do anything he can to help you win that game on crashing the boards, on making – third, fourth, fifth efforts, rotating defensively three or four times, chasing down rebounds like you can't believe, and, of course, making the occasional shot or a pass for an assist. Larry does all those things, but he does it at a bigger position. So he can guard now fours and fives. That's where Josh was limited to basically two threes and fours. 
And Larry, I, I, I can't help but think he's also added some swagger to this locker room. He's not a guy that's going to get 20 points, not going to be dunking in people's faces and talking a lot of, you know, junk and stuff like that to opponents. But he is another veteran that is truly through his play, helping these guys out around him on staying focused at hand, on keeping connected, especially defensively, right? That was the biggest problem. This team last two years and then started this year really had no bench you could rely upon. And even when, when the Pelicans start playing better, Josh Hart had moved in the starting lineup. There's still that issue, right? Nikhil, yep. you weren't sure what you're getting. Jackson before he moved in the starting lineup. But now Larry Nance is somebody that I know really Green can rely upon for you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes, whatever you need, that he's going to do his job and probably get you a double-double, get some assists, and be part of the big reason of why you walk away a winner that night. And then, of course, I'm reading a headline on Fox Sports this morning saying, again, that Pelicans rookie – uh, ra- rookies rattle Chris Paul. Who would have ever thought that could have been a headline in New Orleans? Not in a million years. But I'll tell you what, we knew that they were capable of this, right? Because how many players around the league have they kind of tortured, let's say, during the course of the regular season? I mean, I remember Donovan Mitchell ad nauseum right. locking up Herb Jones after a loss. And then, of course, Jose Alvarado, one of his first big games came against the Miami Heat right after that C.J. McCollum trade where the Pelicans played poorly. Uh, Jose had a great game. And afterwards, I saw every single member just about the Miami Heat go and shake his hand. So I saw that respect. And when you're getting it from the Miami Heat, you know you're doing something right there, right out there on the court. So all season long, I've seen these guys do it, whether they've gotten in the heads of the opponent or just the accolades they've received for their style of play and dedication. Right. And and now, of course, it's on a national stage. So it seems mm-hmm. to be an even bigger talking point. But we've seen this. But you're right. The fact that it's happened against Chris Paul, somebody that's known as point guard, point guard, and he's going to go yes. into the Hall of Fame as one of the best ever yep. play at that position, that's incredible. So it's going to be great to see, right, game five, how is Chris mm-hmm. Paul going to bounce back? Because certainly these Pels have gotten into his head. No doubt. i got a minute left. Uh, best of three series, your thoughts, and then quickly, how what you got coming up for us on, on the bird rights? Yeah, so Eric, at the start of the series, I was thinking the Pelicans would take two games in a series. Now I think it's wide open. They've already proven that they can win on the road, right? That huge win in L.A. against the Clippers. And, of course, game two against the Suns when they had, you know, Devin Booker going up for 31 points. That didn't rattle the Pelicans, so they've won in Phoenix. And when you've got Brandon Ingram playing at superstar level, Jonas finding his game, you've got these rookies playing like vets and really clamping down defensively, you're getting all these contributions from a vast array of guys, and it's coming into a finished product. You know, I'm not going to discount them. I think no. that if you're going to win, potentially steal the series, you've got to do it in Game 5, though. You don't want to have it go to a Game 7 where you know Devin Booker will be back, where that Phoenix mm-hmm. crowd is going to be impossible. And Game 7 is an entirely different animal. Yep. So if they have any chance of winning, they got to grab this one. But I think they've at least they're coming back to New Orleans. I think that we haven't seen the last of the wins for the Pels. I think they can win at least three games in the series. Beautiful. At Ali Cassell on, on, on Twitter. And, of course, the Bird Rights. Uh, check them out as well. As always, my friend, thanks so much for the time. Absolutely, Eric. Have a good rest of your day. You, you too, bud. That's Ali Cassell. I'm Eric Ash. We'll be right back. 
The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, presented by Shell, April 29th through May 1st and May 5th through May 8th, with Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Black Crows, the Abbott Brothers, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, Ricky Skaggs, and hundreds more. Tickets available at nojazzfest.com and at the gate on festival days. Don't miss Luke Combs on Thursday, May 5th at the Fairgrounds Racecourse. Miller Lite, official sponsor of Jazz Fest. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti and the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. All right, folks, hour number one in the books. Thanks so much, Fowler Gassel, for joining us. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC goes down. They're there for you. Whether against commercial, residential, or your business, they'll get you up and running. Uh, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia. We'll be right back after these messages. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio. Floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. But that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. You can't. 
handle the truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good news. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms that are free for a download for you to be able to take with you anywhere. Tablet, smartphone, you got it. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors are home base. We're on all podcast, podcasting platforms, including Apple, iHeart, TuneIn. Uh, you name it, we're on it. Some I, I, I didn't even know existed. But then, again, thankfully we are, are there, and we thankful, you, thankfully you guys are checking out the podcast. Also, uh, check us out on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, legendary sports journalist Ro Brown will be our guest. Uh, it's Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. It's going to be an interesting show because we're going Thursday, right, at, at, at 1. Now, again, the Pels play at 8.30. The Saints will be picking somewhere between 8 and 9 with their 16th and 19th pick if they stay uh, pat. So, you know, it'll be a lot of us, you know, maybe giving our opinions on what may happen. But it may be we may look like geniuses. We may look like we don't even know what we're talking about. But uh, nevertheless, it's always entertaining to have Roe on the program. Just his institutional knowledge of what's going on with sports here in, in, in New Orleans in the present and, of course, in the past. And uh, a guy that, again, that is... Uh, multiple award winners uh, in, in terms of, again, his career here in uh, here in New Orleans as a sports journalist. So looking forward to having him. Remember, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. 2 a.m. on the Deuce every Saturday morning, 5 p.m. every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. And as mentioned, always on our social media platforms. Uh, I want to thank Ali Cassell for joining us in the first hour, talking some Pels with us. We'll continue to talk Pels uh, in this hour, but we'll also want to touch on some of the other things that happened uh, this weekend. Don't forget, it's the, the weekend's over, but it is Jazz Fest week. 
you're tuning up for Jazz Fest. A lot of folks coming in town, maybe friends you got to have to deal with throughout the week, taking them out, going out and enjoying, maybe having dinner at the house, whatever you're going to be doing. Uh, why don't you bring a little bottle of a Hendrix Neptunia with you, right? Uh, it's a limited edition spirit from Hendrix Gin, uh, much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar. Again, uh, hitting the, uh, the shelves and taking the market by storm. Uh, fast becoming, again, the highest-selling limited edition spirit in the super uh, premium gin category. Uh, you'll, you'll notice the difference immediately, especially if you're a Hendrix gin drinker. Uh, you'll notice, again, the, the, the difference in Neptunia to Solstice, to, to Midsummer Solstice, to Lunar, to regular Hendrix gin. Because Henry's gin is a different flavor profile than most gins, and I keep telling you that all the time. Uh, you know, I, I go back to a, a, a my, my former neighbor who's a chef in this town, uh, and I was, he was hearing me talking about Henry's gin on my program, and so he would say, "Look, he goes, you know, he, he had he had the restaurant, he ordered the Henry's gin, he tasted it one night after the after the uh, uh, they closed down, uh, you know, kind of winding up, and man." He was all of a sudden, he's a Hendrix gin, gin drinker for life. Just give it a try. It's, 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 again, it's the quality products from William Grant. In this case, notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus. Alluring jun- juniper character is lengthened by, again, the deep, earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs, and then it makes an unmistakable crisp, crisp citrus finish for you. So you can taste it, right? Uh, it's a limited edition, Henry's Gin. It can be found at your favorite spirit store, uh, soon at your favorite bar or restaurant. And it's, re- it's refreshing and perfect, again, for the summer and spring months here in New Orleans. Get out there and buy a bottle of Henry's Neptunia Gin. And if your favorite spirit store doesn't have it, demand it. If your favorite bar or restaurant doesn't have it, demand it. Demand William Grant products. We talked a lot in the first hour about what happened with, with the Pels. Again, losing game three, coming back and winning game four. Best of three now for the New Orleans Pelicans and a chance to be able to move into the second round of, 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 the, uh, of the NBA playoffs, uh, you know, especially in the, West, I'm sorry, in the Western Conference. Um, I give them as much of a chance as I give the Suns at this point. I really do. Um, I, just the way they've been playing, you really got to like, again, what, my, what um what uh, Monty Williams' team has done up to this point, but uh, but again, when you when you compare it to a upstart team that was one and twelve to three and sixteen, to again what um, we've seen in terms of the culture change um, because of Willie Green, the buy-in from this team, the high basketball IQ, um, it, it's Lanyap, ladies and gentlemen. We're playing with house money right now. Well, whether they whether they, they make it make it to the next round or not, uh, this particular experience is going to go such a long way in setting this team up uh, for the future. And this is a core that I think that unlike we've seen in other Pelican teams where you're looking to unload players at the end of the season, I think you want to try to keep this core together uh, and let this core grow together. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Zion. Uh, obviously, Zion's not playing in this series. But if they get past this series, will they put him on the court? And then how does that affect the chemistry? You know, how does that affect things going forward? But, again, you can't discount the talent of a Zion Williamson, even with limited minutes, on how they can help this team. But right now, it's best of three. And the Pels have as good a chance as anybody, especially, again, when you talk about the fact they've already won on Phoenix's home court. Uh, the Zurich, once again, again, a rousing success. Look, I have to admit this. 
when, when I didn't like it when they went to the team format. I didn't, okay? Uh, when it began, I felt like the tournament was giving up, okay? That, again, that they had become the little brother in, on the PGA Tour. Uh, they were having trouble being able to get the top players in the, in the, in the, in the country, not the world, because they've always done really well with international players to come to New Orleans, okay? Um, despite, again, the, you know, the food and, and, and all the extracurricular activity that you get by, by coming to New Orleans for a PGA Tour stop. Um, I felt like the, the term was given up, that they had to go to a gimmick to be relevant on the PGA Tour, okay? And in essence, they did. But ladies and gentlemen, it's worked. I mean, it's, it's, it has worked. It's bringing in the best players on the tour, both, again, American players and international players. It's bringing big crowds out to the TPC. Uh, it was another great tournament and, and, and big money for children's charities here in New Orleans through, again, the Four Kids Foundation, uh, not just in New Orleans but in the, in the entire region. And then the tourism uh, for the city, again, this just really helps. Yes, again, it's an event that is mostly attended by New Orleanians, right? But, again, when you bring, like I said, when you're bringing the blimp in, the Goodyear blimp, okay, that's only a good thing for the city of New Orleans. And that's what happened this weekend with the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Uh, I, I do question the course. And, and I'm, look, I, I was not out there. Uh, when you look at the very, very low scores that they're having, uh, I wonder that, you know, I remember a time when, that, when again, the, the players complained the course was too hard uh, and, and, and stayed away from the course on the PGA Tour. Uh, again, we've had some issues, obviously, with, again, hurricanes, which have, you know, uh, uh, cleaned out some of the trees that we've seen previously. And, and I just wonder, again, with the scores that we're seeing this year is maybe the course is, is maybe too easy. But we'll see how it plays out because I'll have Fletcher Mack on the program tomorrow, who, again, is, is, is part of, again, the, uh, the hierarchy of golf in our city, right? I mean, his dad was, was the godfather of golf in New Orleans. And I'm going to talk to him about, again, the, the course. Should it be a little bit tougher? Is it where it needs to be? Uh, they got rave reviews from the players, but, again, the players just ate the course up. So we'll see how it plays out. But, again, a big weekend for the Zurich. Congratulations to Steve Worthy and everybody out there involved with the, with the Zurich. Did a fantastic job for the city and a fantastic job for, again, children's charities here in the region. Don't look now. The New Orleans Breakers are 2-0. and That's right. So far, one of the best teams in the USFL. Now, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, I've only watched a couple games. Not like I'm, I'm trying to get to the USFL. As a matter of fact, I wrote on social media yesterday that, again, I, it, it, I normally would tape the Breaker game and come back and watch it, right, as I get through the commercials, get through it quickly. But they had me leaving a playoff game to be able to watch, watch it on, on, you know, live. Had me walking away from the golf tournament to watch it live. Um, the level of competition isn't the NFL. It's not even, again, the USFL of my youth in terms of the level of competition, the type of players. But this Breakers front office seemed to put together a really strong team, especially when you look at the, at the, at the wide receiver position and the defensive line positions. Uh, they look very on that defensive line and very good at the wide receiver position and very steady at quarterback. Larry Fedora is a good coach, man, okay? Uh, he's got a good staff. Uh, you can see it already, again, when, again he's, as he's locking up against other coaches. And he does a really good job. His team is, is in sync with, with the coach up to this point. Uh, so much so, again, that I'm watching these wide receivers for the, for the breakers yesterday, and I'm going, this is the second week in a row. But they've been very, very impressive. Uh, and, and, again, the Saints might want to invite some of those breaker wide receivers uh, to, to the Saints camp, okay, for a tryout. Can't be any worse than the big lot bunch from last season, right? I mean – uh, a lot of these guys, again, have been in, in NFL camps. They've been on practice squads, et cetera. But they're excelling 
in Larry Fedora's offense. So, so again, that's really good news. Uh, they beat the Breakers yesterday 34-3. to It's the biggest margin of victory in the USFL this season. Uh, they had more, and that's a, that is a Tampa Bay Bandit team that went in a different direction. They went after, again, ex-NFL players and had more than, obviously, the Breakers had. But, again, the, the Breakers uh, were up to the challenge. Now, look, let me say this. Speaking of a challenge, every week's a new challenge because, again, we have no idea how teams are going to match up uh, with will match up because, uh, you know, it's, the, the league is still new. But the Breakers, after two games, seem to be among the best that the USFL has to offer. And uh, that'll put more eyes in this football-crazed city on the Breakers, even though, again, they're playing in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see how it plays out. Undefeated right now. Uh, did watch the LSU spring game. I got to tell you right now, uh, I watched spring games. I went to my first LSU game as a kid, as a 10-year-old, with my uncle, my great-uncle Angelo, who was a LSU season ticket holder for his whole life almost, okay? Uh, and we, so it was the purple and gold game back then. I was like 10 years old. And I remember running through the stands of, of, of Tiger Stadium as a kid and, and watching the spring game. And, look, they, they could tend to be a little boring, right? But at least we got a chance to be able to see the quarterbacks. First of all, again, there's no way that, that, that Brian Kelly is going to name a starter, okay? In today's transfer portal era, he has to play close to the vest, okay? So anybody looking to be able to name a starter, he's not doing it. They probably won't do it until he gets deep into camp. Uh, because, again, you don't want guys transferring on you. Uh, I think the format of the spring game makes it hard to separate the quarterbacks, okay? But my eyes tell me that Brennan is the most experienced. Again, you saw him pretty methodically moving the team down the field, right? I think if he stays healthy, he's the favorite, but not by much. Not by much. You know, some people would say, oh, wait, no, it's Jaden Daniels. Well, I think it's hard to judge Jaden Daniels, okay? He can run so well. Okay, that the scrimmage really didn't lend to his escapability because as soon as he took off, the whistle was blown. So maybe, in, again, when, when it, in a real game, when he's using his athleticism, you'll see a little bit difference there, but it's hard to be able to judge that in a spring game. But I will say this, Nussmeyer has to be a factor, okay? He's a playmaker. He's got strong arm. Uh, he's got mobility. He's a gunslinger. You see that, again, just based off his um, off of his decision-making in the spring game as opposed to what we saw in a small sample last year in real time in an SEC game, uh, that um, Nussmeyer is growing as a quarterback, that he's got all the tools you want as a quarterback. Uh, again, son of, again, uh, a, a former NFL uh, uh, quarterback and NFL coach, quarterback coach. Uh, and, and you see it. You see the pedigree there. Uh, and, and, look, Howard's going to be a stud, okay? Uh, but he should redshirt this year and try to get the most out of him, unless, again, he can really make a move uh, in, in fall camp. But right now, coming off an injury, really, again, more than likely, he's a guy that's going to redshirt. The, the defensive line is the strength of this team, okay? I don't think anybody, that's a, that's a question. I think the wide receiver is right there with them in terms of a position of strength. I think there's talent at the running back position. I think the question marks are still the question marks. Going to be a young offensive line. You know, how do they match up against SEC play? The secondary's got a lot of guys from a lot of different places that are, that are now part of that gumbo in that secondary. You know, how are they going to match up against SEC play? And, and again, uh, was it Cole Taylor? Looks like a starting tight end, but is there, where's the depth behind him at the tight end position? Uh, is there enough SEC talent and depth uh, when you look across the board for this team that couldn't even, again, had to do the offense versus defense format because they didn't have enough players to be able to do a full scrimmage for, for a spring game? How's that going to affect this team going forward for the upcoming campaign? 
look, Brian Kelly's got a lot of work to do here, okay? Uh, but let me – and, and, and look, it's not that far away. What is it? I think I heard, was it 12 weeks uh, until the uh, Tigers take on – I think it was Garland Gillen said that last night on, on their show. I think it's 12 weeks until uh, the uh, Tigers take on uh, FSU in the, in the uh, Caesars Superdome for, for their season opener. But, again, much like the Pels, we're seeing a culture change here. We're seeing a foundation being built for sustainable winning. So I'm going to say it right now. I am not concerned about LSU, okay? It might not be the year that everybody wants it to be, but it's a building block. Much like we saw with the Pels. Started off tough. They hung tough together. Willie Green kept telling us over and over again, these are building blocks toward the future. Just happen to be the futures now, right now. And it's a best of three against the Suns to move on to the second round. This LSU Tiger team still has talent. Quarterback position is important. Uh, but again, I have faith that, that Brian Kelly, uh, who is, I believe, is the closest thing to a Nick Saban, uh, is going to be rebuild the foundation for sustainable winning at, winning at LSU. And then comes the Saints. It's draft week. <laughs> and... Uh, for me personally, it's a little bit different. You guys know I take them. Those that listen to this show for any length of time, I take my annual pilgrimage over to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, both weekends. I'm not going this, this Friday. And one of the reasons why, so much going on. I'm not going to miss Friday's show. We've got uh, draft week. We've got the Pels. And again, in, uh, playing at home on Thursday night, which could be an elimination game. Uh, so for either the Suns or the Pels, right? Uh, so, and that's a game six. So, in a draft week where the Saints normally dominate the sports headlines, they got to share it with their little brother, the Pelicans, this week. Uh, but night one of the NFL draft is on Thursday night, as we know. It's all it's the first round where the Saints have two selections, 16 and 19, as of right now. Uh, but they're going to share the spotlight with the Pels. Game six at home, 8:30 tip at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, which could be right about the time the Saints are getting ready to get on the clock to the pick either 16 or 19, right around in that area. The Pels will be in a elimination game six, uh, but again, but we just don't know, again, who will be on the brink of elimination just yet because we still have to play game five in, in Phoenix. But my thoughts have not changed. Best offensive tackle available, and I've kind of changed a little bit. I would be willing to give up later picks, not another first-round pick, but later picks, to be able to move up or picks next year to be able to move up a few spots if, again, the offensive tackle that they want, one of the top offensive tackles, is available to them. I think it's going to be a big man draft. It's going to be a run on big man. I think it's going to be the tackles included. So you don't want to get caught in, in a position where you're getting that second tier of tackles. You know, I think there's like four or five that, that are considered guys that can come in and play that you can plug and play right away. And I think the Saints need one of those guys. Now, look, they could live with James Hurst and allow that player, whoever that player is, to be able to grow under Ramshack or Hurst, depending on what position they're going to play, left or right. But they need to get an offensive tackle here. Uh, and also means that there may be a run on wide receivers. It's top-heavy there as well. There's a there, – again, the – when you look at wide receivers, it's a deep wide receiver draft. But when you want to get to the elite, which is where the Saints have not done, where they have never, you know, they haven't uh, drafted a wide receiver in the first round of the Peyton era, of course that is concluded. You're looking at a situation now where if you want an elite receiver, you're probably going to have to do it in the first round. And and you know, again, do you move up? Do you grab a pick from later and move up to try to get your guy? It's, it's a question. 
But if it's not there, maybe again, if your wide receiver, top four wide receivers are not there, maybe you're trading down and picking up additional picks. A name to keep an eye on in my research that I've been doing over the last few weeks. Jordan Davis, a defensive tackle out of Georgia. He's a freak athlete. He's unblockable in the SEC. Um, and he may be a guy at 19 that if your receiver's not there, if, again, you've, you, you've, you've got your tackle, that, that, and it wouldn't surprise me to go big man in, in, in both, with, both, with both picks because they've done that over and over again. It's a guy that, that again, can play inside. Uh, he's, he's a lot like Anyamata. He gives you a lot of depth, and he gives you a guy that is only going to get better and you have him on a, five-year, on a five-year deal if ultimately you go with the defensive line, much like the offensive lineman, right? One of the reasons why they like it. Quarterback, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, great to have five years, uh, again, for those guys to be able to cultivate their skills uh, and with one team. So we'll see how it plays out. And look, don't get me wrong. The Saints need one of the top wide receiver prospects. But if they're if they're if they're going to reach for and, and have to and 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 can't then can't get that wide receiver, then to me it's go big, like they tend to do, and maybe get a Jarvis Landry after the draft. But uh, the more I'm, I'm I'm looking at this, if that wide receiver is not there, okay, uh, they may go big man. And if they do, it may be Jordan Davis, because. He's just a freak, man. When you got that kind of speed, that, that kind of be, the ability to be able to disrupt the pocket, which is what the Saints are looking for from the middle of, from the middle of that line, it's, he's going to be a hard guy to pass up. So we'll see how it plays out. But, again, uh, most people, myself included, believe that offensive tackle, wide receiver is the direction they should go. They might be able to pick up a quarterback in the second round if they truly like a guy but I would not move up to get a quarterback. There's no way in the world. I don't, I don't believe anything that the national media is saying. But I do think that they value, again, the, the offensive tackle. And, all, and again, if, if that wide receiver is not there, maybe going big again. That's why I say maybe Jordan Davis out of Georgia, that defensive tackle might be a guy they're looking at. So we'll see how that plays out. But here's the deal. You almost have to have two TVs ready to go, right? Because right around the time the Saints are going to be picking, you're going to, you're going to have the, the Pels again uh, in, in either, either tipping off or again in the first quarter of, of, their, um, of, of their game six elimination game uh, in, in, the, uh, in the Smoothie King Center. All right, folks. Big week. Big week here on the show. Big week for the city when it comes to sports and a big week, obviously, for tourism as well. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, it's Southern Tire. Uh, first of all, ASE certified technicians uh, doing only the work that's necessary. The other part of this is diagnostic equipment you can get at the dealership, you get right there at Southern Tire. And I've said before, I'd put money, they have, they have a larger selection of diagnostic equipment than maybe you get the dealership because Tony Piazza has, he understands that today's vehicles, it's all about, again, having the equipment to be able to diagnose what the issue is. And at Southern Tire, Tony, Tony's made the investment. And it's truly a family-owned and operated company. Tony Sr., Tony Jr. in the shop, Tony's wife and daughter in, in, in the office. So, again, a Piazza family member will be there for you. Open Monday through Friday. Uh, from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. You go to Southern Tire, check out, again, all the service they provide, including them, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something that fits everyone's budget. Uh, wheels, tires up to 30 inches, and financing available. And, of course, also that diagnostic page, which can help you troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. 
Head on over to Southern Tire when you got needs for your vehicle. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Today's program brought to you by Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Uh, again, limited edition gin by Hendricks Gin and William Grant. Get out there and enjoy, again, a bottle of Hendricks Gin Neptunia now on shelves in your favorite spirit store. Reach for Always reach for a bottle of William Grant, independent family distillers since 1887. We'll be right back. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Look out for accidents on your interstates on 10 westbound at Veterans. Also look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at the Almanasta Louisa exit. And look out for a stalled vehicle 10 eastbound at Causeway. In the meantime, your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling 10 westbound from just past City Park to before the airport. Also delays are solid on 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high rise. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge and on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, your delays are solid from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for backups from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for accidents magazine at Gravier, also North Robertson at Franklin, also, look out for accidents Pace at Wall Boulevard, Tulane at South Galloso, and also Ursuline at North Broad. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance, a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, health, life, uh, business, and commercial policies. Serving the entire metropolitan area, that's East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and the River Parishes. At Dave Miet Insurance, they're your one-stop insurance specialist. And again, service before and after the sale. Folks, I'm telling you right now. Uh, I'm so happy that we moved our insurance with Dave Miet Insurance. I've never had the type of service when it comes to my insurance policies that I have now. Uh, always there to answer questions. Always there to help me out. Always there again, being uh, 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 giving me a asking me again how things are going. Especially again through again the losses that we that we dealt with through Ida. Again, you just don't find the customer service that you're getting uh, in, with insurance companies like you're getting with Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, so again. If you're looking for, again, an insurance company that you can trust, that's going to be there before, or they'll be, have your back even again when there's a claim to be, to be made, uh, call, click, or come in for a quote at 504-556-0809 or check out his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-
Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Progressive commercial insurance flexes to fit your business needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Cool in the gang for you. They'll be at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Make sure you get out there and again enjoy all that the Jazz Fest has to offer. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, how about single day installs? That's right, single day installs. Generators available for you right now in stock at the warehouse in Mandeville, uh, operated by Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, then, of course, financing available generators. You can pay that over time. New install quality check up to one month. They do that for everything they install for you. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then, of course, when it comes to um, service, how about service after the sale? 24-7, 365 emergency service. Warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. As soon as, again, it, it's safe enough for their technicians to get out there. If your generator goes down after a storm, they're there to get you up and running. Uh, again, the service, keeping your generator up and running. Uh, again, second to none. And, of course, the ability to, again, to do those installs correctly according to, again, the rules and regulations set forth by the manufacturer and by the parish. You, know, you, you get it over, so over at, um, at uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt has you covered. When it comes to generator sales and service, that's their business, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us each and every Monday here on the program. And, oh, what a busy week it is for Sir Lawrence. Larry, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Eric. Uh, yeah, slightly busy. Uh, look, it's a little slow right now, but uh, it will uh, ramp up a big time as we're uh, doing the blanket coverage of the NFL draft over at The Athletic. 
Yep, no doubt about it. And a big week for the city, right? I mean, on your side of the river uh, all weekend long, you have the, the Zurich Classic. I know you got a chance to get out there, I think, on Thursday to see the golf tournament. Of course, we have the French Quarter Fest, uh, you know, on, on, on the East Bank. Uh, the, the Pels games three and four in the arena in the Smoothie King Center on Friday and Sunday. And this week a little bit, uh, I think i got to go back, I don't know, it's quite a few years now, Um but when 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 the the Hornets were in a playoff game and the Saints were were actually picking twice in the first round, I think you got to go back to when maybe when when Ingram and Jordan were picked uh, uh, to to uh, uh, to have that type of situation. And even then, it wasn't the format that you have now, where again they're going to be going up against each other because right around the Saints are going to be time they're going to be picking is right around the time the Pels are going to be tipping off in an elimination game against the Suns in the in the Smoothie King Center. Well, at least we're not having Mickey Loomis pull double duty anymore. So that's, Amen. that's encouraging. <laughs> that is encouraging yeah. for yeah. for both. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but but I think that's you're right. I think there's uh, certainly uh, a lot to be excited about uh, Pelicans wise. Uh, you know, hey, they came out and really took care of business last night. And then of course the Saints. Uh, look, I think there's league wide curiosity of where the Saints are going to go with these picks. I mean, we've talked about it, you and me, for, for weeks and probably months, uh, where they have certain needs, and yet do the Saints move up to go address one of those needs? Do they surprise us all uh, and uh, go for a quarterback, which you and me have talked about a lot? We both agree that would be a reach, and I, I don't think we'd, uh, we'd be a super, uh, uh, you know, praising uh, of the organization if they did that so i it's uh it's really curious just because uh, you've got if you don't address say tackle with that first pick you will lose out probably with the second pick at, at 19 yep. overall so i think that is the balancing act the saints have to play maybe they move up a couple of spots to go get a tackle and and use one of their ones and then a later pick in the draft to be able to do that. I don't think that's out of the question. But, Eric, I think they have to be flexible in, in what they want to do not to not miss out on, on player or players that they really like. I agree, and I said this a little bit earlier. I can actually see them at this point looking at the top tackles out there and saying, you know what, I may give up a, a, a later pick in this draft or, again, give up a pick in next year's draft to be able to move up to get my guy to make sure I've got my guy. And then, again, when you look at the wide receiver position, you know, you got the, you got the, you know, you're looking for a guy that can stretch the field. You're looking for a guy, obviously, that can then run good routes. But when you get past the top four or you know or five, if those guys are kind of picked over, well, what do you do then? You know, that's why I mentioned Jordan Davis today. I said, you know, if the, if the wide receiver's not there, they're not going to reach for a wide receiver simply because they need a wide receiver. If one of the top guys are not there and there's a run on them, I could see them going defensive tackle because just falling back on big men. And, and, and Davis is a guy that kind of fits what the Saints do along that defensive line. So it would not surprise me to walk away with 16 and 19 or maybe moving up with 16 to get your offensive tackle and then up with a defensive tackle as well if that wide receiver's not there. Yeah, I like where you're going with Davis. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's probably a mid to late first rounder. He may go even a little higher than, uh, you know, mid first round. He might, he might go 12, but still, uh, you know, if he's there and some of the pieces that you really were looking at aren't there, I think that's a spot that you could get someone young come play next to David Onyemata and, and some of these, uh, you know, younger defensive ends with Peyton Turner and, uh, you know, you're wondering with Marcus Davenport and, and things like that. So, 
you need a healthy rotation right there. And I, I think yep. Davis, if that if that would be the pick, I, I, I would not uh, – I wouldn't be opposed to it either, Eric. I, I wouldn't like either. He is the, yeah, I mean, he's really uh, someone who uh, I think can come in and play right away. And that's what you're looking for with these picks. Yep. I mean, that is – regardless of whether the position, you want them to upgrade you somewhere and play right away. And I think that would be someone who you could look at and say, man, uh, he's someone that – uh, he, he could do that for you. Yep, I, I think I, I think that both these first round picks have to be plug and play. I mean, if you if you're if you're holding those guys out for a year to be able to play under and kind of learn, well, you know, then that's that's not that's not you know an amicable thing that you that you're doing when you, when you get when you're in, when you move up to the 16th and 19th pick. You want those guys to be plug and play. Now, with that said. You you also again can't take the third best guy on your board you know, at a at a position when this is a team that again has has traditionally taken best player available regardless of position and I don't think they're going to run that far away from their board as well simply to try to reach for a player at a certain position I think they're going to stay true to their board. Yeah, I think they will too, and it's because I'm wondering. You, you just wish you kind of knew what their board looked like <laughs> in terms. That's of the only thing because it could be a lot different than every other boards, right? Right. How high do you do they value Trevor Penning? How high do they value yes. Bernard Raymond, who are like tackle? Right. I agree. I think that's that's where you have to look at that. And if there's say there's say Devin Lloyd's there, and he's their number one linebacker, and he and he fits right there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be super opposed to them making that pick and then he's your linebacker because, look, Demario Davis isn't getting any younger. You want That's him to true. play. But that's where you have to look. And, Eric, we still have to look at it in the sense of the last time in, in 17 when they had this scenario. I mean, they truly went their best player available left at 32, and it's turned out to be a tackle that's going to probably mm-hmm. play for them for a decade uh, right. at least uh, in Ryan Ramchick. So I think that's something that uh, us as outside observers – I think we need to trust them in what they're doing uh, outside of them trading up to, like, seven or six. To like yeah, and, and getting a quarterback, which, again, I think I would, would be, be foolish. On there, that, that would be a reach. There's something they don't do, Larry, which, again, would, they also don't trade back, right? But it wouldn't surprise me. Again, if, look, like, they're looking at a player that, again, they, they covet, that, that they feel like they can pick up some additional picks, especially if they have to move up to get a pick. Let's say they move up to get that tackle, and then they're sitting there at 19, and they're saying, wait, we can move back and still get a player that, that again, that is one of the top players on our board and maybe make up for that pick that we had, that we had to give up to, get to move up. So I, I think this could be a draft where they could be flexible to move, move on, uh, up or down the board because they have two first-round picks. They're that are so close in proximity. Logically, yes, but <laughs> realistically, they don't trade back. <laughs> right, that's that's the difference here. And you right. may have seen it for uh, for yes, as as, true. Uh, has really been there, and so it's it's something they just don't do. Uh, aggressiveness is, uh, you know, for better or worse, that's what they've done, and so I, I think it's something that I would not anticipate that i would probably anticipate them moving up uh now i still think they would like to have two first rounders so that's are you moving up from 16 to maybe 12 and you're giving up a three and you know maybe you know something else i i think that's more uh possible and i think that's something that if they if say charles cross is sitting there at 12 
Mm-hmm. And you don't think he's going to get there at 16. He's a tackle from Mississippi State. Yep. Uh, you know, if Evan Neal for some reason drops, I don't. I drops. All those guys, Cross would drop. Maybe not Neal, but still. I agree. Yeah, if someone drops, you go get you get aggressive and go get someone uh, because you know you, you you trust the board and that's what you want to do. Right. To to me, Cross is the guy you want. Okay. Now the question is again, what do you have to get up to get up to get him? Give up to get him. You know, I mean, we could talk about Penning. You could talk about Raymond. Uh, but to me, Cross is the guy that, again, is a plug-and-play tackle for you for the next 10 years. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it kind of all plays out on what the cost will be to move up and will he drop. Because, look, other teams are looking for offensive tackles as well. And they're not letting, again, the, the best offensive tackles drop. But we could see a run. I mean, you know, beauty in the eye to behold, all right? You get a quarterback that goes early maybe. Again, you get the defensive tackles and defensive ends. We know we're going to get the edge rushers going to be going uh, fairly quickly. So it may, that could push some of these guys down to a point that they're reachable. Yeah, and I, we haven't even really mentioned uh, E.T. Aquonu, uh because I don't think he'll be there. A lot of people think you know he might be the best tackle in the draft, and I, right? I can't see him falling past six. I, it's really so you like him better than Cross? I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it's I mean, I just look at a guy that again, even though look, he's only look, he's he played in the SEC, which which again, he means he's going up against almost NFL lines every single week, and I think yeah, that's I, where that's the separation there. In, in my opinion, now that's that's this is my opinion. Yeah, look, I think the Saints should be happy if they got any of those top three guys. Who would be happy. Right, um, and and regardless of what it is, uh, because uh, to me, they're probably top. On their board, right. I, would I just don't think they have a shot at Neil. I just think he's going to go too early. I mean, I don't think they have a shot at the corner either. Uh, you know, I just right. I think that uh, sure. Uh, and so I think that uh, if you, if one of them happens to drop, the Saints have to be open to pounce. Right. And I think that's uh, uh, because I think there is a drop off from three to four, mm-hmm. and then probably from five after that. And Raymond would be like the fifth tackle. There's a yep. drop off significantly after that so yes. yeah that's where you have to be where uh and there and there and you know you talk about teron Armstead. i mean he was his physical freak when he got drafted mm-hmm. uh, and you, you you took him because you saw he was his physical freak you didn't know how great he could be at tackle no. uh, and that was just kind of that they they were fortunate that that happened uh, and they were yeah, and he got some good coaching too i mean he really did i mean yeah. he had some really good offensive coaching when he came into the league well, yeah, absolutely. So, and and I mean, I don't think that would change here with the Saints. I mean, no, it doesn't know. change at all. Right. Let me ask about the wide receivers. Give me your top four, four to five, and 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 and, and you know, what's the cutoff of where you say, nah, I, I can wait till the second round? In your opinion? Okay, I would probably okay. The four people that I would ponder, I mean, would be Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Olave. Uh, let's see, uh, Drake London right. and Jameson Williams. And then I okay. would probably – I'd probably cut it off there because I like uh, Traylon Burks as a player. I right. don't think he's exactly what the Saints need. Like some mm-hmm. other team is going to get him, and I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's necessarily what the Saints might be looking for. Uh, so, And, I, you look, I like some guys in the second round. That might be potentially there. Someone like yep. Sky Moore. I like Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Him and Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter played really well together. Uh, yep. So I like Pierce. Um, so it's not like you have to go run and get someone in the first round. I mean, look, I like Beachy in the third round uh, from Alabama. I think he's a yeah. hell of a player. Yeah, if he could come. Yeah, and, and you would be getting him, assuming that he's banged up. 
But right. if you have, have him for three or four years later and he plays excellent, it looks like an awesome pick. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, Michi would be someone I would look at, too. I think I feel like there's, uh, there's depth there, uh, which I think is probably why uh, Sean yep. Payton last week at the Zurich was trying to quell, oh, they've got to take a wide receiver in the first round. I think he... But they, they stayed away from the elite receivers, though. That's the thing that gets to the fan base and a lot of media members. Man, look, you've had a chance. Guys in your own backyard that are elite receivers that are right up the, right up the, uh, the road from you, they go to, to teams and become instant impact players, and you're dealing with receivers from big lots. So I can see the reason why people are saying try to get one of the top four. Well, I mean, you're probably referring to Jamar Chase from <laughs> last year. He yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and Jefferson as well over, over and, and, and with the Vikings. Right. I mean, not Jefferson, I really liked him going towards the same. I mean, he was right there for you. He was within striking distance. Right. And, uh, who, yeah, look, I, we, we all thought he might be good. I don't, I don't think we think he'd be this good. Uh, so, I, me, personally, I, I thought he'd be a good right. player. But still, but still uh, no, I get it. And But here's the thing. That's logic. They assume they are probably assuming that Michael Thomas is still an elite wide receiver, and mm-hmm. they might have that opinion. And you and me might have question marks about it. And I think I think we're right to be skeptical uh, after not seeing him. But if he's right, he's an elite receiver. But you do yep. need a viable running mate next to him because it's the Absolutely. same cast of characters, and it's okay. What if? Oh, what if they he still needs an upgrade, and and that's why again I'm not discounting Jarvis Landry after the draft is over. You know, depending on the price, I think they're going to get a veteran wide receiver. I just think they're waiting until after the draft and see what they can do. What about Williams? Because we only got a couple minutes left. Coming off the ACL injury, may not be ready for the beginning of the season. Is that a guy you take a chance on at a 16th or 19th pick? I like him more than any of them. For me, uh, I, I I I go with the short term uh, issue of the injury for the long term gain because I think there will be long term gain. Uh, with him, so I would. Have, He's a blur. I would not. I would not have a problem with them taking him at sixteen or nineteen at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel like. I, I feel like I'd have. I don't. I wouldn't say I had a. I wouldn't have a problem with London or Alave, and I think they could. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, London right. coming off of an injury, but I think he's going to be ready to go. Alave, I think he's a good player, but I just think Jamison Williams is the best receiver in the draft, healthy. So. Yep, I, I do too. I, yeah, so I would think 16 or 19. I think they would really score if they really if they were able to get him. But I think teams are not going to be afraid of the knee. Mm-hmm. So who knows how long he's going to last? Right, no doubt. Larry, tell us what you got coming up for us in the athletic on a busy week for you guys, uh, and of course how folks can follow you on social media and how folks can subscribe. Because I'm telling you, if you're not getting the athletic in your box every day or checking out the app. Man, I'm telling you what, you're missing out. It's like right now with the draft, all their draft gurus they got going on, uh, checking out all the teams. I mean, again, it's just incredible information. And, again, it's, it, it is an inexpensive way to be able to find out what's happening in the sports world. Tell us about it. Yeah, at Larry Holder on Twitter. But, no, you can go to theathletic.com uh, slash New Orleans, theathletic.com slash NFL. You can click on one of my stories. I have a, a breakdown that I feel like I was talking to you about for weeks, and it finally came out where I, I did a kind of uh, best – Ranked every draft class from, right. from 2012 back to 1967. It really came out really well. I thought it was uh, great. Yeah, yeah. So it was it, and really uh, uh, well-received by readers. And, look, we have a, a dollar a month for the first six months for new subscribers. So uh, definitely go jump on there. Uh, for my own personal gain, if you wouldn't click on one of my stories and subscribe, it would help you. It would help me. It would help everybody. So, yeah. There you, you go. go 
and then we'll I'll be I'm I'm doing league wide stuff uh, as I've kind of thought, told your audience before. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we got everybody covering everything. You know, Catherine Terrell is, is does the Saints primarily for us now, and it's she, you know she she's been there, done that, so she's she's a certain uh, definite one to, to read. Absolutely, Larry. Thanks as always, man. We'll check in next week doing the post mortem on the Saints draft. We will, sir. You got it. Thanks, E. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the time as always. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heat, especially if you're in the market for a new system. Look, the smart the smart way to go is to again get multiple uh, companies to come out and give you a price. But again, all I'm asking you to do is let Burkhardt be one of those companies. That's all. Let them come in, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for, and the type of system you want to be able to cool your home in in in, in the summer, warm your home in the winter. And then, of course, what they'll, they'll, they'll tell you is again about the state-of-the-art equipment they use to be able to get you up and run, to get you up, um, measured up, get, get your equipment in. And then, of course, the service after the sale is second to none. Looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system in the market for a new system? Call Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opperville. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. 
The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell April 29th through May 1st and May 5th through May 8th with Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, The Black Crows, The Abbott Brothers, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, Ricky Skaggs and hundreds more. Tickets available at nojazzfest.com and at the gate on festival days. Don't miss Luke Combs on Thursday, May 5th at the Fairgrounds Racecourse. Miller Lite, official sponsor of Jazz Fest. It's Macy's Friends and Family with an extra 30% off special gifts from top designers just in time for Mother's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more great gift ideas going on now at Macy's. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Mary had a little gnat, little gnat, little gnat. Mary had a little gnat that flew around her home. Everywhere a Zevo glows, Zevo glows, Zevo glows, and everywhere a Zevo glows, the gnat was sure to go. Zevo traps use blue and UV light, not odors or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap flying insects. Just plug it in and trap bugs around the clock. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Now at a store near you. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our guest, Larry Holden, Alec Cassell. I want to thank all of our um, sponsors. Uh, go to ericasher.com for a slice of the sponsor. Sponsor our program. Please support those sponsors, including, again, Hendrix Neptunia, part of, again, the William Grant Family of Spirits, limited edition uh, gin for you. Get out there and enjoy, again, a, a bottle of the Hendrix Neptunia. Thanks to Rudy back at studio. Uh, the podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the show. Coming up next, Ken Trahan with All Access, Car Basketball Head Coach Tyrus Howard uh, on the Pelicans, and Mike Scarborough of LSU uh, on LSU from Tiger Bay. So keep it right here on 106.1 America Asher from the Dog Kitchen to the Gubdom. They all got to go. <laughs>